Have you ever come across a situation where a child doesn't listen to you no matter what type of punishment or negative consequences you place on them? Or have you ever seen a child start losing interest in some of their most favorite activities, toys, or foods? Welcome back to another episode on What the Autism. Today we're going to be talking about reinforcements versus punishments and what type of strategies may be the most helpful for your child. Please note that I'm not a child psychologist nor a family therapist, but I am a board certified behavior analyst that is here to talk to you about behaviors and how we can shape and develop desirable behaviors in our children. If you enjoy our podcast, please make sure to follow our podcast channel and follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram at What the Autism. In today's episode, there will be some technical language and vocabulary that is specific to ABA but be patient with me as I'll be breaking down what each of these terms mean and present to you some everyday examples that may be helpful in you understanding a little bit more about ABA. Now let's start with the question of what is reinforcement? Reinforcement occurs when a behavior increases because of a consequence of either adding or removing something from the environment. So by definition, a reinforcer increases behavior. Remember that consequences is not a negative association like a punishment. We talked about consequences in episode 6, where we describe consequences as anything that occurs after behavior takes place. So for example, let's say that a child, Jenny, is instructed by the teacher to go to her desk to complete her worksheet. Jenny starts crying, whining, and throwing her toys around the classroom. Because the teacher is busy working with the other kids, she puts Jenny on a timeout until the teacher is ready to work with her. Now, based on all the things we talked about in previous episodes, what do you think will happen in the future when the teacher tells Jenny to complete her worksheets? Jenny will continue to engage in tantrums and inappropriate behaviors in order to get out of completing her worksheets. So during the next couple days, she continues to exhibit exhibit these inappropriate behaviors. This quote-unquote timeout now functions as a reinforcer in this situation. Why? Because these inappropriate tantruming and whining behaviors have increased. If you need a couple seconds to digest this concept, I suggest you take a pause here before moving on. But let's dig a little further into reinforcements. There are two types of reinforcements, positive and negative. But don't let the word negative get you to think that it comes with a bad connotation. It's simply referring to whether a stimulus has been presented or has been removed. So let's start with positive reinforcement. So a behavior occurs, A stimulus such as a person, an object, etc., anything, is presented immediately following the behavior. And the probability of that behavior occurring in the future increases. So for example, let's say another child, Bob, he finishes his math homework and afterwards he gets a piece of gum. A piece of gum is the stimulus that is presented after Bob engages in the behavior of completing his math homework, and because Bob is motivated by gum, the probability of him completing his math homework in the future to get more gum increases. Now let's do another example. So let's say a child, George, sits appropriately in circle time and and exhibits um, listening skills by answering questions about the story. This earns him 10 minutes of his uh, favorite activity, blowing bubbles. The activity of blowing bubbles is a stimulus that is presented, and because George is motivated by this activity, the probability of him engaging in active circle time in the future increases. Now, on to negative reinforcement. So in negative reinforcement, a behavior occurs, then a stimulus is removed immediately following the behavior, and that leads to the probability of that behavior occurring again in the future to increase. 
let me remind you that just because the word quote-unquote negative is present, it does not mean anything bad. So just like our previous example, Jenny, where she was throwing a tantrum because she didn't want to engage in um, completing her worksheet. So Jenny was throwing a tantrum in the classroom. The removal of the worksheet is the stimulus that has been removed and the probability that these inappropriate behaviors will will occur again in the future increases. Let's do a couple more examples. So let's say a child, Hannah, um, is, is present in our story. So when Hannah first started working on her spelling word test, there were too many words to complete. So the teacher decided that after every five words that she completes, the teacher will erase one spelling word from her test. Another example, when Daisy's teacher tell her it's time for circle time, she tantrums on the floor, her teacher removes the demand, and Daisy does not participate in circle time. So in these examples, in these are all examples of negative reinforcement. So in these examples, the stimulus is removed immediately following the behavior, whatever the behavior may be, and the probability of that behavior occurring again in the future increases. It's also very important to note that reinforcement only occurs when the behavior actually increases. Just because we have intentions or we mean for a behavior to increase doesn't mean that the re that reinforcement has occurred. It only occurs when the rate of behavior actually goes up. We must also keep in mind that what we think is going to work for a student as a reinforcer may not always work. It's not always what we think should work, it's actually what actually works. An object, activity, or any other stimulus that has served as a reinforcer today in the present may not always serve the same function tomorrow or within the next hour. If you need a refresher on the topic of functions, please listen to episode 7 where we talk about the functions of behavior and how to identify why people engage in the behaviors they engage in. Now let's talk about punishment. Everything you know about punishment, such as timeouts and any vocal reprimands, I want you to take a second to erase that from your mental dictionary, because in ABA, punishment refers to a consequence that is applied to a behavior that has the effect of reducing the future occurrence of that behavior. So it's just the opposite of reinforcement. Punishment decreases the behavior, while reinforcement increases the behavior. So like reinforcement, punishment also comes with two types positive and negative. In positive punishment, we're adding something after the behavior occurs, and because of that, the behavior decreases. So for example, let's say you're driving over the speed limit, which is the behavior, and a police officer issues you a speeding ticket, which is the consequence of something being added to you. You're less likely to speed in the future because of that. Well, in most cases. The behavior of driving over the speed limit has decreased after the ticket was given to you, and therefore the ticket serves as a positive punishment. Now on the flip side, in negative punishment, when that occurs, something is removed as a consequence and the behavior decreases. So for example, the other day I was throwing a play ball to my dog and I accidentally knocked over my favorite mug that ended up getting shattered. Throwing a play ball is the behavior the shattering of my favorite mug led to a consequence where my access to my favorite mug was removed. After that, I was careful not to play fetch inside the house, which ultimately decreased my behavior. Now that we went over reinforcement and punishment, which one do we use? Yes, punishment is very effective, 
But what happens to children that are constantly exposed to continuous punishment is that a child becomes very numb to punishment in the future. Punishment on its own does not teach anything. Yes, you may reduce or eliminate challenging behavior, but you also but you need to also teach what to do instead of the inappropriate behavior. So a common phrase that we use in ABA is quote unquote catch them being good. The idea behind us This phrase is that for most children, providing them with positive attention and positive feedback can function as a strong reinforcer. So when you reinforce your child's good behavior by providing them with praise and attention, you are teaching your child what you want them to do and increasing the likelihood that they will continue to engage in the good behavior again. So when you quote unquote catch your child being good, and respond by telling them exactly what they are doing that is good, you are teaching your child how you want them to behave. So instead of just saying, quote unquote, good job, tell your child exactly what you liked about what they did. So an example would be, I love the way you shared your toy cars. Be specific with your praises. With this being said, we want to definitely talk about punishments and how it can be effective. Although I do not recommend an intervention that only contains punishment, I am a strong believer that including punishment procedures with reinforcements can be the most effective form of intervention for any child. So let's go over a example. Let's say that we want to focus on working on Bob being aggressive with his baby sister. Let's say that Bob is constantly pulling his baby sister's hair and pushing her around because he doesn't like the extra attention that the baby gets from his parents. The parents are extremely worried for the baby's safety and wants to focus on decreasing Bob's aggression. Now let's break this down. Reinforcement-wise, I want to start looking for things, activities, stimulus, anything that's going to motivate Bob to engage in more appropriate behaviors with his sister. How do we do this? Every time Bob engages in appropriate play and sibling interactions with the sister, we want to provide Bob with some positive attention, such as, Bob, I love the way that you're playing with your sister, or you're doing an amazing job being gentle with your hands. This positive feedback and specific praise from the parents is focusing on, quote unquote, catching Bob being good. Now, what happens when something slips and Bob ends up hitting his baby sister again? This is where we need a punishment procedure in effect. Remember, punishment is simply the act of a consequence decreasing the specific behavior. So if Bob is motivated by, sorry, if Bob is motivated by the attention of the parents, we don't want to provide any verbal reprimands, which functions as attention. Rather, You would want to pick up the baby sister to ensure that she's safely removed from the situation, and you want to make sure that you're not providing Bob's behavior with any attention. Now, a side note that I do want to discuss is that a common mistake that many parents make when they implement quote-unquote planned ignoring is that they begin to ignore the child. Don't ignore the child. You're simply just ignoring the behavior. If you're ignoring Bob, it can oftentimes result in situations where his inappropriate behaviors magnifies into behaviors such as property destruction, more intense levels of aggression, and when that breaks the parents and they start to provide Bob with attention, you have now just reinforced a more high and more intense level of inappropriate behaviors. Rather, you want to act as if the behavior did not occur. 
I know this is a lot to take in. It takes months and sometimes an entire year for some of our behavior therapists to get this down. So I don't expect anyone to understand this over a quick 20 minute episode. Rather, I simply want to expose you to the concepts and terminologies of reinforcement versus punishment so that you can make simple changes in your everyday decisions to ensure that your child is is receiving the correct intervention for their behavior. So in today's episode, we covered the difference between reinforcement and punishment and reviewed some examples of what they each look like. We talked about the differences between positive and negative reinforcement versus positive and negative punishment. I'll include a fun little visual guide that I made um, onto our Facebook page to help break this all down. So make sure to check out our Facebook page at What the Autism. But this concludes another episode here at What the Autism. Next week on episode nine, we'll be talking about reinforcers and what to do when you're stuck with no ideas. We upload a new episode on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. If you have any questions on today's episode or you have any recommendations for future topics and discussion, please email us at whattheautismpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at whattheautism for any helpful resources and updates in regards to our discussion topics. Please note that this podcast has been created to discuss my personal experiences and opinions and is not a means of medical or psychological recommendations. But if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast channel, and I'll see you in episode nine.